This is Ben Amott today, folks. You've tuned into a great program. Once again, I got some outstanding testimonies, things that you can relate to, and you can see how God is working in the lives of people around the world and right here in Panama. This is Pastor Bill Wilbur in Gamboa, right by the Panama Canal. Next 30 minutes, we have music and inspiration for you. Now, if you've missed any of these testimonies or there's a particular testimony you want somebody to hear, you can go to our website, www.gamboaunion.com. You can click on that any place in the world. Just click on radio and then click on the date that you want or an example for today's date. And then anybody can listen to it wherever they are in the world so you can send an email and recommend it to people. So we're glad you're with us for the next 30 minutes. Well, if you've been following this program, you know that we've been having a variety of testimonies here because there's been a team from South Africa with us here in Panama for a period of two weeks, and we've been fortunate to have them here in Gamboa, actually living in the church here. And we've had the opportunity then to have additional testimonies and opportunities to figure out what's going on in their lives and uh, the things they face and uh, the desires of their heart, the leading of the Lord. I have... Two ladies here today, and first I'm going to have introduce you to Delaney, and she's 24. Welcome, Delaney. Morning, Bill. Um, it's such a pleasure to be here, and um, yes, just thank you for this opportunity. You have a, a lovely smell. I wonder if everybody out in Radio Land can see that. I don't think so. <laughs> so, but Delaney, take us back a little bit. Um, you're 24, so you're uh, uh, one of the older girls on this team. We got seven girls and three guys. Um, what uh, uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to know the Lord? Um, well, I come out of a Christian home, and um, really, I've known. I can remember my first prayer was when I was four years old. Um, that doesn't mean I've been walking really a life that is, um, you know, seen as a Christian. Um, but I have known the Lord for a long, well, for most of my life. Um, but yes, there's there's small bits and pieces of it, you know, that you get caught up in in the world, and you change, and and you know, it's not a f- right. Yeah, there actually um, is a concept called faith development. Uh, when I was uh, went back to school here, it's called faith development. You make a decision, like when you're a young child, or you uh, you respond to what you've been told as a child, and then as you get older, you have different understandings, different mm-hmm. things happening in your life. Yes. And then you get a, a fresher revelation of who God is in your life, too. Oh, definitely. So um, did you come from a good church? Want something that really helped you grow? Um, when, I was, when I was little? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. No, um, my parents has always been going to church. And um, I really, we really had a, like a wonderful time with, with God, if you can say it like that. But still, you've got your own development to do. A church yeah. doesn't make you a Christian. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Did, was there a time as a teenager or a little bit older, someplace in there, you made a, a, a deeper commitment to the Lord? Yes, no, definitely. Um, my, my first real, if I can say it was a real commitment, um, was when I was 15 years old. Um, I had a wonderful experience with God. 
Um, but yes, um, even in that, I'm gonna. Um, it's when I was 16, about a year later. Um, as I said, I've always had a walk with God, so I can't say that I fell into something that the world will see as as crazy. And right. um, but when I was 16 years old, I really. Um, I was trying to get my worth in things um, out of something else um, of the world. I had um, I started struggling with um, bulimia when I was 16 years old. Bulimia. Yes. Tell us what that is. Um, bulimia is when you would, well, in my case, I would um, I would diet, and you'll get the day that you will just binge, that like you will eat a lot, everything like, and anything, everything and anything, and then. Um, Yes, you will go to your bathroom and get rid of all the food. <laughs> Basically, you go in and cause yourself to throw up. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but no one knew about it. Um, everybody always looked at me and said, oh, you know, um, look at the lady. She looks after herself. And, um, you know, and all those little comments, it really it actually feeds, feeds that um, feeling of no worth. Yeah. So you get your worth in what people comment is. Right, exactly. Um, so that was a struggle that um, went on for a long time. I struggled with that from I was 16 until I was 20 years old. Um, in that time, I lost a few teeth, and but things my parents never knew about it. Why we, would you lose your teeth? Uh, it's because of all the acid. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, it, it sounds, yo, that sounds tough, but it's the truth. Um so in that time, but it was a struggle, not um, not only with what I ate, but was with exercise. Um, I love running. Um, I love running for every good part of it, that the way it makes you feel like when you're strong and um, just that alone time. But um, something that is good like that, you know, um, we humans tend to um, make something bad of something that's good <laughs> yeah we tend to call it we abuse it yes so um it was a struggle between um exercise and diets all the time um but in that time god has been so faithful um i think numerous times i've really cried about it because you know you want to get you you don't want to struggle with what you eat because you have to eat yeah, right. So it's a continuous struggle. It's not like something you can totally give up. No, you can't. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's smoking. You can get along without that or drinking, but you can't get along without eating. Yeah, you have to be there in the morning and afternoon and at night. So it's a continuous struggle. Um, but, you know, in that time, God is, I could really say that God has just held you. It um, doesn't matter what you're going through. He always is always holding on. So um, bulimia... Let's first start with the exercise. Um, the exercise, God actually came to talk to me about um, when I was about 19 years old. Mm -hmm. I started going to gym and running twice a day, every day. Um, and then God told me to give up exercise. Wow. And I said, no, God, this is good. How, how does God tell you something like that? It's just um, every time I would pray, and I know there's something wrong. You know, yeah. you just feel that there's something that you're looking for your worth in. And yeah. it's not satis it satisfies for the moment until your next, I want to say, until your next fix. Yeah. Um, and then um, I just prayed about it and I felt like someone said, like, you have to give this up. And I, I struggled. With it. I said, no, but exercise is good. Um, but it really controlled my life. Yeah. It controlled my emotions. That's a good way of putting it, uh, Eleni, because... Um, 
that's that's a sign of addiction when it controls yes. you. Now you've pointed out something very uh, interesting here because a lot of people, if they saw you out running and staying in shape and stuff like that, they'd say, "Go, girl, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that." And yet uh, they didn't know that it was blocking your walk with the Lord. If, if if a kid comes in high, he's doing marijuana or whatever he's doing, you say, "No, no, no, don't do that." Mm. But this was so. This was a struggle. How did oh. you get out of this? Yes, this is like a silent killer. If you want to look at it like that, because everybody from the outside is going, "Oh, that's good, that's good," and in the inside you're going, "This is an addiction." So, um, so God took me on a journey where. After I I gave up exercise, I only gave it up for a week, and it, it sounds um, I felt God said five days. So, um, and that was even confirmed by someone in the church for me. So that really helped. Um, but after that, I gave I gave it up, and it was kind of a release. Going, um, yes, I've you've conquered this because in um, I think it is two Timothy, two Timothy. Verse 7, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, it says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. And that really became true in my life. Um, I kept praying that because I didn't feel it. So I would just declare it in my life. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So, um, yes. That's a good point you just made there. You went past your feelings. You saw what the Word said, and you did, declared it and spoke that. Yes. And it didn't. it's not like it's overnight. So um, I just, yeah, in that... Um, People always look at someone that is, you know, beautiful from the outside or that is keeping in shape or that is eating, um, eating right, what they think. Um, but inside there's always, not always, well, numerous times there's a struggle that people don't see. Yes, in that there's really, you can conquer that. You can conquer that with God. Well, um, God put me on the journey right there after um, I gave up that exercise for the five days. And it sounds really simple. But um, it really was hard not to exercise. So um, after that, sure enough, God gave me, um, I prayed about it and I said, God, um, if you want me to run, there's a 144-mile marathon in South Africa. 144 miles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So it sounds like it's going to an extreme, but I asked God, all right, God, if you want me to run this, um, please give me shoes to run it, new tackies. <laughs> and um, God was faithful and he gave it to me. Um, I think, and then through that, it takes a lot of exercise to run it. It was over a year's time. From the, from the time God gave me those... Of training. Of training. Yeah. Training for this um, big marathon. It's called the Comrades in South Africa. And um, God gave me the tackies and he put me on the road with those new tackies and really a sport that I love. I love running. And after that, um, after that fast, it felt like the control over it broke. So exercise is not bad. It's the motivation in your heart. Right. So God gave me those tackies and I ran. And for every two to five hours that you spend on the road, um, God just gave me that time to sort out yourself, you know, because um, I was struggling to find my worth in the world. Um, and not only that it is men looking at you or it would be in, even in your friends, like in your girlfriends, that God will say, uh, they will say, oh, you're looking good. You know, you find your worth in that. Um, and God just gave me back my worth in him the way he saw me. 
Yeah. So um, every time I will go for a run, I would pray because it's a lot of time to spend by yourself. <laughs> yeah. So um, at the end of the day, the day before the comrades was, which was this 144 mile um, event, I asked God, "All right, God, what did you want me to learn about this?" Um, and you remember I told you about the bulimia. Yeah. The bulimia was there. Um, through all my walk with God, even in my prayer and intimate times with Him, um, it, the bulimia was always there. I prayed about it, but it, it just showed it, it, that um, that control, it just, I had a tough time breaking that, um, even when I prayed about it. And then after that year that God said, um, run this event, run the comrades, um, the day before the comrades, I went on my knees and I said, God, why did I have to run this? This is crazy. It's it's quite a long distance. <laughs> um, God said, my child, look back. Where's your bulimia? And I realized when my focus was on God for that year um, and not about the way that I look, um, God take the, took it away. Yeah, um, praise the Lord. And I want to tell you that even in that time, I know the control of it is it's broken in my life. But even sometimes now when you when you think, um, you get times when you're low, when we don't you don't spend enough time with God and you will have you you will find old habits come back. It's yeah. it's not a habit. Um what I wanna say is um you will look at you and look in the mirror and you go, Oh, you know, um this is not it and then I will just say, No, God conquered it. Yeah, so yeah. it's not wrong to overcome something and later on you feel it's got something, um, still some, not a hole in your life, but it will come back. Then you will say, no, God has conquered it. Delaney, you've hit upon something that uh, a lot of people deal with, but it's in different forms. And everything behind it is this spirit of control. So many times when we're talking about it, people with addictive problems, we're praying, oh Lord, help the person stop such and such. But really what we need to deal with is what's behind that and what's causing the control. And in mm. some cases, it's this whole thing of self-acceptance, the thing of identity, and where do I find my identity? See, people, people have all kinds of issues with this thing of identity because a little example, this it sounds so far different, but it, it's the idea here. A person could be in like the military and do their career of 20 years or 25 years or 30 years. And every day of their life, basically, they've been putting on a uniform. And the longer they've stayed in and the higher rank they get, they have more authority and, and a larger mm -hmm. command. And so they can walk into a military base and depending on what is on their shoulders as far as their insignia, different people are saluting them and saying, yes, sir. And they give a, a little order, a memorandum, and everything changes. This moves this and all, all kinds of things. Then suddenly they, they take retirement and they're out. Now they can't live in the base housing anymore. And actually, they don't have any access to the base because their identification cards are taken away. Mm. And now they moved, and now they're away. And now he wakes up on his first day of retirement, no uniform to put on. Now he's got to decide, do I wear this T-shirt or that T-shirt? You know. <laughs> but this whole thing of his identity, and there's a struggle many times with men and women who finish a career and they go into retirement or there's something, they struggle with this. And in many 
cases, their productivity in their life just really drops off. Mm -hmm. And there's increased conflict in the home and in their personal lives and all this because their identity was wrapped up in something that was suddenly taken away from. Mm -hmm. But when your identity is in Christ, we are a new creation in Christ. That's our identity. And that can never be taken away because it's an eternal thing. Mm. We have got to tell your listeners, though, here, um, what happened with the race? Did you do it? <laughs> How far did you get? Yes. Um, um, my sister and I did it together. Um, and I can tell you, um, out of the 144 miles, there was not even one second that was too tough to handle. It's like God just gave you that extra little bit and saying you enjoy this how long daughter. did it take you um nine and a half hours so yes it <laughs> it was it was the best race is that 144 miles or kilometers no it's 90 kilometers and 90 kilometers yes okay we have a big <laughs> confession to make here these girls are from South Africa, and uh, they work with kilometers all the time, and they multiplied this wrong, and it's not uh, 144 miles. It's actually 56.25 miles, which is still a long way to run. So we're having Sorry. a good time laughing here. I wonder how many people out in Radioland started to figure this out and say, those people over there, they don't know what they're talking about. So, um, okay, we do know what we're talking about now. And, um, okay, Delaney, you were able I'm to complete sorry. it. And I'm still, that's a long way. It's a little over 56 miles. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's um, 56 miles then. <laughs> 90 and, kilometers. Yeah, and how many hours again did it take? Nine and a half. Nine and a half hours. Folks, no matter how you cut that, that's a long way to run. How many of you are listening to this can even run a mile? <laughs> so, well, you completed that thing. What did it prove to you? What happened as a result of this? Um, you know what? Um, the day before, um, just the day before the comrades, um, when I told you that I asked God, God, what do you want me to learn from this? And um, you realized about the bulimia. My aunt come, came to me that morning, which is also, she's also a Christian, and she works at a, a church that she's trying to develop. Um, and she said, and she started talking to me because all of them were under the impression that I always look after myself, I eat well, you know, I'm always in a good condition, um, like with my body. And she came to talk to me about she wants to give the ladies inspiration about to eat right and to look after their bodies <laughs> because it's important. And I just dropped the bomb on her and said, oh, you know what? I've been struggling with bulimia for the past six years. And her eyes went, what? Yeah. And she said, you have to come and speak at this church. I want you to share your testimony. And my at that stage, my mom and my dad didn't even know I was struggling with bulimia. And my, you know, my dad paid for my dental work, but he didn't know what was going on. Um, so that morning... Before comrades, I could share my testimony with a group of um, African ladies at a church, and they just embraced it. And afterwards, one lady came to me because you know, um, to be obese and to have bulimia, anorexia, it's exactly the same thing. It's got the exact same motivation off behind yeah. it. Um, it's all about. Giving, getting your worth in something else, feeling better about yourself. Right. Um, I wasn't obese because um, I had a cheat. I vomited yeah. everything out. 
Um, that's a bit harsh, but that's what it is. Um, but this lady had obesity and she came to me and she was crying. Um, and you know, she's a Christian. She's in the church. Sometimes we think it's the big things like drugs or being a killer or stealing or something that keeps you from God. But the devil has his hand in the little things as well. Um, in the church, as Christians, we think it's only the big things and you think, oh, I'm all right. But no, the devil is sneaky. He just gets into that little things that bind you up. And to that day, I could pray with that woman and I could really say, God, thank you for turning this around. Thank you for turning around my feeling of unworth and um, my addictions and controls and giving new life. Because that's what it is. He just takes the devil's plans and puts a twist on it and makes it wonderful and awesome. Yeah, makes it look good. <laughs> yes. Makes it look good. A friend of mine said uh, the devil uh, is um, like he offers you a free trip. And at the end of the line, that's when he collects. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it looks good, but it, it's a mess. How has this um, uh, prepared you for walking further in the Lord and then here you're on a team and you have a ministry helping other people. Uh, what took place in between there that you actually have ended up uh, coming all the way from South Africa with a group of 10 and you're on a, almost a year tour? Um, you know, well, there's um, in that time where I realized that, I, um, I, you know, you grow up as a Christian and you think there's nothing wrong. You're wonderful and you're all great and... Um, at least I've not, I haven't killed someone or at least I haven't done this. And in that, um, you just get a new realization of God's grace and you get really a heart for people that is bound up in, in some stronghold the devil holds, holds on them. So since, um, since that day, God, um, just gave me a new revelation of his love for me. You know, that he will, he will look at that that girl that looks at herself and um, really hates everything she sees um, mm. and still looking for worth in the world, everything that God tells you not to do, you go and do. <laughs> but then he still, he just loves you. And um, I, I read a book that they described God as a lovesick father that just waits for his child to get home. Um, and yes, I, I can really say that um, I just got a heart for that and God just put that um, grace and acceptance in your heart and you just want to tell the world um, especially because I'm a woman so especially for the women and the girls that's struggling with this self-image thing because it seems it seems good to look after yourself and it is you should look after yourself um, but don't let it control you yeah, yeah, it gives you longer years to serve the Lord and you're in better health to do it not always getting tired <laughs> like my dog does all the time <laughs> <laughs> dog's always getting tired wants to go home take a nap yeah but um <laughs> yes um besides that besides the conquering of the, of this um self image and and what it's um what it holds has on you or had on me um you know my 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 brother he was a drug addict for about um ten years and in a traditional Afrikaans home. Um, my parents brought all of us up in the same way um, and there was nothing of drugs and, and things like that but um, unfortunately my brother got caught up in that um, that spiral of lies and that spiral of finding again finding his worth in you know partying and 
Um, yes, yeah, so if he, he found his worth in that, um, he started when he was 16, 17 with, um, you know, the small stuff, if you want to put that in with marijuana and alcohol. But um, when he was 19 years old, um, the real hardcore, you know, ecstasy and heroin and at the end of the day, um, meth. So, uh, but I don't want to even give anything to that because um, through all this and through all the, you know, it, it causes hurt in your family. And um, there's numerous stories I can tell about that. But at the end of the day, um, my brother got saved last year. God turned that, turned it around. And it's all to the glory of God. And my brother, um, he will just, um, he just has so much appreciation for God's grace. Is he totally delivered from all that? Yes. Yeah. Did he have to go to a rehab center? or? He actually went to um, a rehab center at first. It didn't, it lost for a few months. And then last year he went to a rehab, but for a Christian, a Christian, um, he said, he said to my parents, mom, I want to go to a guy that's a Christian because he realized that, that, that hole in your, I don't know, hole in your heart, that's something that you're always seeking with. Yeah. I, I seeked it and I, um, I thought that exercise and self-image would help. Um, my brother, brother seeked it and he thought the drugs would help. Um, at the end of the day, both of us, it's just Christ. Yeah. Um, it's true. The same, you will say the drug addict is worse than I was. No, it's the same sin, and it we were exactly the same. The small stuff, the big stuff. You're still seeking God. Yeah, it, it all keeps us separated from God and from His purposes in our lives. Uh, we have time to just shift to what um, uh, what has motivated you to go on this trip, on this tour. God's grace. Yeah, God's grace. Huh? <laughs> Not well, just the joy. It's, yeah. Oh, I've, I wish I could tell everyone in the whole world how joy there's joy. You will, um, God will just love you up, and He will put back all the joy that the world has stolen from you. And even, even when times are tough, and even when there's bad situations, um, you won't always feel the joy. But God will have that contentment of knowing Him. There's an awful lot, uh, folks. I wish you could. I uh, could see Delaney's joy in her face. We had uh, a couple situations, uh, we don't have time to go into them, that have uh, the last couple days of outdoor ministry. And I was thinking in terms of one just yesterday that the people there, um, even though there wasn't a whole lot said, we just didn't have the time and everything to do it, the joy that you saw on her face and the other team members' faces. Um, that that was communicating a lot because the people we were talking to didn't have a whole lot of joy on theirs. And uh, <laughs> that uh, makes a whole lot of difference. What word would you give of challenge to young people, young ladies, especially struggling with uh, some of the things we've talked about and just struggling with what is life all about? What is life about? Um... But how would you encourage them to to live their lives and to make use of their lives for Jesus' sake. I will give them a challenge. If you go for for clothes and shoes and body and image, it will leave you empty. And I talk out of experience. Go for God. Test Him out and see what He does in your heart. How does a person go for God? <laughs> surrender? You surrender all and you just dive right in. You just let go. Um, there's a song that says, sing or swim, just dive in. 
and he won't let you fall. Amen to that. Thank you. Um, folks, we want to um, just get ready to uh, sign out here. And uh, we never got to Sue's testimony, so we're going to do that tomorrow. And uh, I'm trusting that you'll be back with us. And this is um, uh, recorded, of course, and it's put on the archives. And this testimony today, you perhaps know somebody who's struggling in this whole area. And you said, boy, I wish they had heard this testimony today. And so they can. Just go to our archives, www gamboyunion.com and then they can find today's date and they can listen over and over again. This is Panama Today. This is your host, Bill Wilbur. You can join me weekdays. I'm here with music and inspiration to help you live for Jesus. Mm -hmm.